0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tire Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 91
1: It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you're listening right around the country. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. The limited great outdoors at the moment, Redmond, with COVID-19 restricting boating and fishing uh, right around the country. We're going to go through each state and where that sits and... In regards to regulations, whether you can or you cannot, you can join in the conversation at Real Adventures on our Facebook and Instagram page. Shoot us a question whenever you like. There's been plenty coming through in regards to the regulations around uh, Victorian anglers not being able to fish, not being able to go boating compared to people walking, the dog in the park, Redmond, Um, yoga in the park, all these sorts of things. There's other people allowed to go outside, yet fishermen have been... Uh, well and truly shafted. Now we get it in terms of in terms of the spread of this disease and making sure we're, we're mitigating those risks. Uh, but it's safe to say that uh,
0: anglers aren't happy. Um, it's been an exciting week for you, though, Redmond. It has been a full-on week for myself, Patrick. Being told not to fish was uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, uh, We were fortunate enough, Kari and I, and you got stuck into me a bit this week. Yeah, but, we'll uh, hold that know, for we'll a little later that. though. Yep. But uh, yeah, we got to welcome young Finn Samuel Habgood into the world, which was pretty extraordinary to say the least. It was... Uh, you kept him? We kept him. He was oversized. He's, he's a legal snapper. He was 50 centimetres long. He was... Uh, 3.3 kilo which was 3.35 which was good um, nurses and midwives everyone doctors extremely happy with Kari and little Finn so both doing really well but gee like you said like you say oh boy it was uh, it was an eye <laughs> Uh Kari did really well through the whole the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, labour but if I can ever recommend to anyone, this is Red's tip for the week, <laughs> get an epidural. I don't care if you're a hippie and you don't believe in medication, after watching what she went through to basically lying there on Instagram, watching TV, oh, what are you watching on your laptop, Aaron? And I'm, I'm just having a sleep. She had a sleep. That epidural is the best thing in the world, Patrick. But uh, I've actually had a couple of epidurals in my back. Oh, have you?
1: Did you lose? What was it, what was I, the did, I, I didn't give birth. Well, it's an injection in your back that basically you know blocks the nerves.
0: And yeah, but know. that's the thing. It just—I I thought that uh, when you got the epidural, that you basically was a blocker. I know I had a blocker when I had that hook in my foot. I had a blocker and I couldn't feel my foot at all. Are for you like comparing? Two days. Are you no, no, no? The I'm, in your foot? No, for I'm, giving birth? No, I'm saying that I thought it was a blocker as well. So I thought she curry wasn't going to have any feeling in her legs. But soon as she like she was walking around, what well, after the epidural, like. It went to the toilet before she um, gave birth. And I'm thinking, how can you feel your legs? So I thought it was like a blocker, like like my foot. I'm not comparing. I'll give her credit. She takes the cake on this one. My foot was bad, but this was worse. <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was pretty amazing just to what happened. And nurses, midwives, I just don't think I've they're the best people in the world, are they not, Pat? The midlife, they're midwives, they're just second to none how good they treat you. And a little bird... Tells me that you almost
1: missed the birth of <sighs> yes. little Finn. I was
0: very close. Very how how could that possibly happen? Well, because you you were I... in the hospital, so I'm I'm a bit sort of um I arrived bemused. Kari was induced and I arrived at six o'clock in the morning and Yeah, was... but I'm a bit bemused, you see, because you're in the hospital. Yeah, Kari's it's... in the hospital. Well I was hungry yeah. so, <laughs> You're what? I was hungry.
1: I was very yeah, hungry. Yeah, okay, you go to the vending machine in the hospital. No, nothing's
0: open. You're not allowed to move around the hospital everything's covid 19 ed out. You can't, security everywhere and you can't touch anything. It's pretty intense in there. Uh, you can't leave your room basically and I said to uh, the, the midwife, you come back after a break and I said, oh, do you mind your break? I want a break. I said, do you mind if I uh, pop out? Just go to Macca's and just grab <laughs> my quarter pounder meal. Kari wanted some chips as well. She goes, yeah, I can have some chips as well. I said, no worries, I can do that. Well, if there's anything that's going to be sterile, it's going to be uh, Macca's. Yeah, yeah. Well, 100%. <laughs> cooked in 4,000 degrees temperature. <laughs> but I said to her, yeah, do you mind if I just pop out and go grab a burger or two? And she's like, yeah, no, go worry. No worries. This what was time it. is this at? I reckon it would have been 11.50... I'm going to go 11.56, I reckon that was. And Righto, so by the time I got to the car noise. was probably... Eleven fifty nine, a couple minutes walk down the alleyway, and uh, so she, I, she goes. Oh, we're going to do another checker. How far she's been dilated at about one thirty. So she goes, "You got heaps of time." Right, oh, beauty, Caro grab me some chips. <laughs> so on the way out, grab me some chips, cool coke, no worries. I get out there. I'm yes, I use my phone while driving. Pat, I was allowed to at this time. I shouldn't say that, but I was in the Macca's drive through at this time, so I was okay. allowed to. I was yeah. allowed to. Was, you can hook it through the Amarok. That's I was in I I the I do. was in the truck, so I was sitting there, and the, the message comes through, and I'm like, "Look at my phone quickly." hey, everything's okay, but can you please come back um, when you can? That was at 12.01.
1: Did you take that as like code for get no, back?
0: No, I know Kari's very good at like that because I don't panic for much and I, I don't, but I knew I didn't want to miss this and then I'm like, I'll be right, I'll grab the Mac is still because she said don't, she said everything's okay, but just come when you can and then about a minute later, oh, so it was actually exactly 12.04, <laughs> so it was three minutes later, I got a message, hey, get here now, I'm about to start pushing, ASAP. I'm like, Crap! I'm in between two cars. I can't go left. There's a guy waiting in the part waiting for his food because Macca's went ready for him. There's a guy in front of me, and a guy behind, so I can't go anywhere.
1: I thought you would have had like the VIP drive-through because
0: of your was, of your long-standing service over you know tw- twenty odd years. We did have a VIP car for a while, <laughs> but um, basically we uh, I, I grabbed the Macca's. I go, how long's this gonna be? He's like, here, pass it. Grabbed it. I'd swung out of the Macca's. I drove as quick as I could. And caught every bloody light on the way there, all three. <laughs> and then I, parked, I got parked smack bang out front of the door. I'm running through hospital, like just in slow mode. you seen see me. And then every security guard swiped my head with a the thermometer. So I'm like, every door. I'm got my like, pat is, down, basically. Yeah, pretty much yeah. nice <laughs> pat down to get into. I'm like, mate, I don't mean to be rude to yeah. you. I got tested for this the other day. I'm clear. I promise you. I said, just let me in. <laughs> so I get in there. And then I went from being just Kari and I sitting there watching Netflix on our laptop to... About 29 doctors and midwives, and everyone in this room. And I'm just like, what the hell? And Kyrie's he got the legs up on the thing. They've set her up. And they're like, oh, Aaron, you're here already. I'm like, I just rushed here. You said, don't make it out like I had a couple of minutes spare because I've just run down these hallways. I'm puffing when I get in there, take the jumper off. Can I just,
1: were you in the room? Like, are you talking in the goal square, half forward flank? Are you on the wing or are you sort of. You no, know? I was
0: full forward. I was not going down the back line. <laughs> I was right up the top I was uh, big Tommy Hawkins In the goal square I wasn't going down deep So uh, I, uh, And I wasn't pushing back Like you either I stayed up forward So it was no running back <laughs> So I stayed up there With Kari And uh, the doctors And that Like I said Did a great job Everything went really well Finn how can you love someone but hate someone so much at the same time, Pat? And I say that with all love in the world because I have not slept. <laughs> 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 oh God, he's uh, he kept me up the first night. we were home a lot, and I let Kari get the sleep just because I th- she deserved it. So,
1: oh, that's so wonderful. No, no, how nice you've, you've right? let her have a night's sleep.
0: But yeah, no, everything's well. Everything's great. Um, now a dad, finally. I've you know long I've wanted this for. So I
1: oh, know you sent me a message. It wasn't um, welcome to the world. It was. I can now get an extra twenty whiting.
0: That's actually what I sent you. It was. <laughs> no, I can't wait. <laughs> now let's let, talk fishing.
1: Let's get into the fishing. We'll we'll talk as much fishing as we possibly can. Now I'm gonna read through uh a bit of an article written um on boatsales.com and the, the guys at Boat Sales and Barry Park's written a great article around what you can and can't do when it comes to fishing around the country and it's as best as they can possibly do in regards to a guide in terms of can you boat or can you fish? Now, yeah. it's safe to say the waters are bloody muddy when it comes to this. So if in doubt, I mean... The, the, A ma- couple of European carp waters. <laughs> yeah, definitely European carp waters. If in doubt, it's clear that you don't fish. However, so the, the, the federal government, they lay down their set of their guidelines and rules around how the nation needs to... Um, work to you know flatten the curve when it comes to COVID-19 but every single state uh, and territory has their own set of guidelines and how you interpret those guidelines um, you know that's the the real tricky part so um, New South Wales Australian Capital Territory at the moment it's boating yes fishing yes um, it was a really fascinating 24 hours uh where it was banned and then it was all of a sudden overturned mm. um transport new south wales like police ministers like they're really being you know going at each other pretty hard like northern territory at the moment is yes yes um queensland is yes yes south australia fishing is yes but boating once again is unclear, unclear. So what they're saying is encourage you to fish locally near where you live and avoid non-essential travel. So non-essential travel, like how you determine where fishing sits, for that we'd say it's it's non-essential, but you can go for a run in the park. You can go for a run along the foreshores or along you know Henley Beach and Grange, and I'd argue Redmond that walking along there in the morning, you're going to see far more people than going out in the boat by yourself, um, where. You know the water is your friend, and you've got, you know, hundreds of square bloody kilometres. Victoria is a really fascinating one. Um, it's no no, and it's the only government or it's the only state or or territory to have its own dedicated fishing and boating minister. So Yala Pulford. she's a friend of Real Adventures. We've had her on the show many times before, um, and she's made it really clear. And I quote. The advice is clear, you need to stay at home. There are lots of sacrifices we need to make and going out to fish is one of them. For people, for some people, fishing is their job and at this stage, that's okay. However, if you don't need to go fishing, you shouldn't be. Uh, So they've made that really clear. Western Australia, fishing, yes. Boating is a no. Um, But these rules and regulations and guidelines, they're changing literally every day and, by the out, and, and <laughs> hourly yeah. in some states. So it's just so difficult
0: to, to dissect. Uh, well, I, mean, I know Queensland. Your thoughts on well, Queensland Well, Queensland went from no the day before to yes in the morning, to no by lunch, to yes by the afternoon. That's how quick it changed. But my opinion on the whole thing is just, and I'm going to be straight up, not being selfish and nothing to do with business, I think... And I said it a few weeks ago, Pat. I think fishing is an answer to a lot of people's mental problems, mental health problems. Uh, and what I mean by this is, uh, you're not at work. You're not at work. You've gone from being at work. Yep. You've got. You've come home. You have got no job now, or you don't have a job, or you can't work. Or
1: those even that do have jobs, the stress that those people are actually under, and they're being judged by so many within yeah, the are. community, and yes. there's a jealousy there because their job keeps, you know, gets to keep on going. You know, whoever's lost their job and is aren't un- in is unable to
0: work at the moment. So that creates even more pressure on those people in jobs. Yeah, you're spot on and that's where the headspace doesn't go well. And I think fishing like you said before with the regarding walking your dog, I know Kari and I have gone I've been I've been very cautious. Just with my history Well you have to be, yeah, I have to heart, be. I've been yeah. very cautious. So I've I've limited the walks, but I like taking my dog for a walk. I don't want him inside either. He doesn't know what's going on. Not that he, dog's the priority, but it's nice to get out with Kari and go for a little walk. She was pregnant at the time, and honestly, Pat, we went down the lake, which is just around the corner from my joint, or down the beach. Fortunate enough to live very close to the beach and the lake, and the amount of people that I passed or seen or patched, wanted to—I got quite a big dog. People want to that want to pat the dog, or yep. it, it's it's out of control.
1: No comprehension of how is, serious this no, is at the moment. Exactly.
0: Yep. No one. Everyone just wants to. Everyone's trying to do the right thing, but they don't realise just by patting that dog, what about when i got to grab him because he wants to go play with another dog? Then yep. contact's made. Yep. And to compare that to fishing, back to what I was saying with the mental health, I don't think fishermen are walkers. <laughs> we're, we're not a lot of, I know some, some of us are, but I speak for my, all my group of friends. And,
1: and I'll, I'll go through. So, uh, and a quote, the Department of Health and Human Services has listed exercise as walking the dog, yoga in the park, or going for a run or bike ride in your local vicinity?
0: Well, I'm going to speak on behalf so that's of... that's Vic Fisheries? Yep. I'm going to speak on behalf of Vic Fishos, and that's myself included and yourself. I would much rather go out for a fish to get fresh air or a walk on the beach and flick a salmon lure um, away from people, not just restricted with a dog by myself, in or a park. Knee deep or yep. then walk in a park. Yep. And I think fishing can be navigated really well from your house to a boat ramp, as well with minimal contact and a quarter of the contact, if not less, than what it would to go for a walk as well. I think we can go to a servo. We can be. It's not hard to grab the serviettes out of the uh, out of the um, out of the box and slide it down and put your hand over the pump or put some gloves on or a mask when you pay or walk in with your arm over your face and tap and go and get out of there and don't worry about receipts It's time. Don't worry about anything. I don't think it's hard to do. But not only that, as well, I think, and I'll put it, in, I'll put it in your scenario with George. You've got young George. He has no idea what's going on. He's running around the house like a maniac, crazy. You you're, could. are him- telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me. At least me. you're getting sleep at the moment, sort of. <laughs> but I can, um, I, I believe that you could take him out for a fish, wear him out. You don't even have to go fishing, Pat. You could go take him look at the seals for half an hour or an hour, and get yourself out there, and then flick a couple of lures. I think why people are catching trams to work why the construction game's going. There's a thousand concreters out there that are meeting with all these people, builders, um, tilers, painters, you name it, everyone's combining. I think that's much worse than going for a fish. And I know they're trying to stop people from travelling, Traveling, but the other benefit that I believe with fishing, and this is something that I am fortunate enough to have, is being able to catch your own food, Pat. Pat. I don't want to go to the supermarket. I ate whiting nearly every week last week, yep. just purely because. And I didn't... a lot of fishers are in that same Oh, hundred percent. Yep. And I know I'll put hunters in that in that park too. I'll, I think hunters as well. Um, I'm not. I'm not a hunter to save my life, and I don't know much about it at all, so I won't speak behalf of those guys. But going out, isolating yourself, hunting for the night. I know I've got a lot of friends at solo hunt that love it. It's a great sport. They get away. They don't see anything. They don't yep. see it besides a couple of deer. So. I don't know, Pat. What are, your, what are your thoughts? I think it should be uplifted to be able, uh, able to go fishing uh, to an extent. Uh, I don't know how they'll monitor it. I think it's going to have to be with yourself or direct family. So if you've got four kids you can and you live with them, take your four kids out and your wife. If you've got two, whatever it is, or yourself. So I've got, I've got obviously, Kari and uh, Young Finn, but they're not going to come on the boat this time. So just myself. I can't go out with anyone else. By myself, only. No yeah. one else.
1: Well, we're out of time for the first segment. Uh, my two cents is I think Dan Andrews has done a wonderful job yeah, closing he has down too. the state compared to a lot of other states and territories. I think he's been really proactive. I do feel like Fishos and 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 have really been, um, you know, pushed aside compared to and you know we may be a minority compared to yeah we are. Uh, you know dog walkers in the morning you know, yoga in the parks uh, and I feel like it was an easy one to push aside and say you can't do that. I think that the ramifications uh, for us all going outside are are huge. So I think if you're going to blanket everything, um, I just feel like, you know, as someone that loves the outdoors, we have been pushed aside. I get the reasons behind it, but I do find it difficult when there can be hundreds Mm. and thousands of people right around the state walking through parks. Dog um, beaches. Dog beaches, walking past people yet you're not allowing people to fish off the beach in total isolation. I find that difficult, but I understand the reasoning behind
0: it. Let me just say one thing before you wrap it, just for two seconds. What, and I'm not having to dig at the government here. This is my belief, what's going on. Whatever the government does and they think it's right, I'll do and I'll follow the rules. So it's not like I'm going out there breaking them. No, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just following the rules. I believe what they say, but this is just what I think right now with why the discussion's going. No, it's a great point. So... Um, you absolutely. We all have
1: to stick by the rules and regulations. This is what they are at the moment, so stick by them. But it's a it's certainly a, a topical discussion point for us all at the moment. Plenty more Real Adventures after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield
0: and Aaron Hadgood.
1: Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the social club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you send it to our social media pages, our Facebook and Instagram pages. First question is
0: from Redmond. Before I ask the first question, ask you the first question is, I didn't get to answer. I didn't even get to eat my macis at the after I got it. <laughs> I, I sat on the side and I had to throw it out. Back to my baby story. If you missed it. I feel so sorry for you <laughs> I didn't get to eat it
1: I'm glad you got that in Well that's just
0: That's, that's tough on So you. I went all night Without dinner And Sammy Goodwin Cooked me a takeaway meal On the way home I picked it up On the way home He cooked me a nice Are you okay eater. Sorry oh, you've gone Back out. to work You've gone all night Without dinner I, went, I did two days nearly Because I'm not going To talk about it Jeez Curry had half, Didn't she uh, Jerry <laughs> 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 Jerry Patrick Any casting techniques My kids can use In the backyard They're going mad well, that's a great thing to actually do in the backyard, I think, whilst uh, we're all... Uh, in the old COVID-19. Exactly.
1: We're social distancing and self-isolating. Uh, casting in the backyard is a great way, especially if you want to get into actual casting using bait casters and that sort of thing. It's great for your kids to get into it that way. Just a really light sinker. If you want to practice your bow and arrow casting, it is hard to use a sinker. So if you've got a uh, an old seltzer that you're happy to donate to uh, <laughs> to the backyard cause, flatten the barbs. Um, because you do need to be able to, you know, have that yep. almost pincer grip on the on the lure to then cast and practice it. But it's a it's a good one to practice in the backyard. Um the other one, Redmond, if you're interested in your fly fishing, you can still really work on your whether it be roll casts or um or your casting technique when it comes to fly fishing, just cut down one the to trees. Spend in the backyard. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You the, need a bit of a lawn lawned area. Another good one is uh the buckets, just targets. So like golf with a the- Golf club uh, with a sorry with a uh, fishing rod, so
1: like and, you said, and you, that'd you, keep the kids entertained
0: oh, 100%, and you could do it and you could do prizes in and yep. things like that. So you could put, um, I've, I've watched so much stuff on social media, uh, but you could honestly it depend on backyard size and things like that. But the good thing is with casting is casting is not always about casting 450 meters, it's not about no. so, and that's what yep. like you said with your little baronara cast and backhanded on the bait cast and it just practicing that so. If just to practice it gives them something to do and it's Five a to ten meters, you might kill them for kill time for an hour and a bit so any time you can kill at the moment by the sounds of things with being a father i haven't got quite there yet pat but i know you have but uh next question i'm going to ask you as well patrick is from tim uh a lot of talk over electric cars and what's going on with them at the moment but when will we see a large scale of electric motors uh basically jump into the market well we're seeing them already
1: uh redmond um Torquedo is a brand that is quite uh, popular in Europe. Yep. Now they they don't look like a conventional uh, outboard. That is is very clear. If you if you want any information on Torquedo, you can literally just look them up on their website, and you'll understand what I mean by that. But there is a Norwegian company, uh, EVOY, that's um, it's basically using uh, the cowling of an Evinrude E-Tech, and they've released a 150 horsepower outboard engine. Um, so that plan to hit market i think next year uh by memory so um that'll be really interesting to see how that's used um i think the the big thing with electric motors is the fact that there's just not that many manufacturer of 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 them um in a large sort of scale um with the the high horsepower output we obviously see them with Min with yep. Lawrence's new electric motor, Garland's Garland. got a new electric motor, um, motor guide. So there's plenty small scale ones in terms of the, their actual output, but in terms of these larger outboards, uh, EVO's new Torquedo's been around for a while. Uh, I think as as other manufacturers start to get pressure around emissions, there'll be you know the potential to invest more into R&D of electric motors, but I can't see, you know, Mercury's, mm. your Hondas, um, Rudd's just going solely down that path as we're seeing the uh, the automotive industry start to commit to just going all electric. I still think we're some while away when it comes to outboard motors for that. Uh, final one to finish off with from John. Uh, when's, fish, when's Finn going to pick up his first fishing rod, Redmond?
0: As soon as COVID-19's off, it's next to 20, Pat, like we <laughs> spoke about. Uh, no I'll be getting Finn I won't be pressured to the young fella uh, but I'll be doing my best to hopefully have an, a good fishing buddy I think he's I don't think he'll have much choice to tell <laughs> the honest truth but no I uh, I do want to get him out there as soon as possible um, what age did you start with George? Uh, one and a bit nearly two yep got him on the road Yeah, so I'll, I'll be just four just, or five months then <laughs>
1: just, just bred down at uh, the Pankalek River in on the there, old brim. I? yeah well perfectly. if he
0: hasn't landed a barrel by two I'm taking him back
1: If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you shoot it through to our Real Adventures Facebook and Instagram pages. That was The Social Club. Now it's time for our dream boating destinations. Thanks to Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Our dream boating destination for this morning is Hitchinbrook Island, um, one of the most beautiful places on Earth. I know we say it every segment, but that's why it is, of course, our dream boating destinations. The Aaron, home of
0: the last dinosaurs on the planet too.
1: Aaron and I were lucky enough to actually spend a fair bit of time there last year, Redmond. Obviously, the closest towns to Hitchinbrook Island are Cardwell uh, and... Lucinda. Lucinda, yeah. Where so we stays. spent time at Lucinda. It's got Australia's longest fad, so uh, fish aggregating device. Um, that's 5.7 k's long. It's great fishing around there, and we certainly experienced a lot of that, Redmond. Um, and in terms of uh, the tourism and the excitement around the region, clearly fishing is one of the big ones. The Great Barrier Reef is the other. And also the national parks. There's some incredible walks mm. uh, along Hitchinbrook Island. Um, but you do have to be careful. There's only I think it's about forty odd people that are allowed on the island at any one time. So they're really uh specific when it comes to uh the number of people that are allowed on the island. So they'd like to really preserve um you know the natural habitat there, which is really important. And um we were lucky enough to go and spend some time on the island last year, Red, and it was just one of the the most beautiful places to go visit.
0: Yeah, I uh I really liked Hidden Brook Island, uh, more for the fishing side of it, to tell you the honest truth. It's one of those places that you could visit a lot of the time because it's just, uh, well, you says picturesque to start with, so like Jurassic Park looking, isn't it? And then you've got the pier, so you don't have to travel far out to get some awesome fish, and then you've got the reefs out wider. So for me, a place I will be going back to uh, – I was fortunate enough to have a friend up there who fishes, Lucinda, who helped us out. Joey helped us out with a few areas to target. So basically, it can be a hard place to fish at times. It's not like it's not like you think, where you just rock up and catch fish. You do need to have a little bit of local knowledge. So head down to the tackle store, or even have a beer down the pub, and talk to your local down there because they're friendly as well. But we headed out to a couple of marks, couple of wrecks. We worked them with baits, micro jigs. We caught some. Outstanding fish from coral trout, GTs. You got a beautiful Spanish mackerel. Your dad caught a very big red emperor. So we got some awesome fish. But, and when we went inland, how cool were the, like, the waterfalls? And we, of course, I know there was uh, jungle perch up there too. Uh, and also, what was the other one that we caught? The blackfish, the uh, sooty grunter. So we got yep. some nice sooties too and didn't get eaten by a croc. So that's a positive. <laughs>
1: The other thing you've got to be wary of, if you are going to fish through the, through the estuary systems, just that tidal, tidal flow oh, God. Is, is huge, and it really can destroy Well, it caught fishing. us out. Yeah, if, if you don't plan your fishing around it. So you do have to be careful of that, but the Hitchenbrook Island is our dream boating destination for this morning. Club Marine is Australia's leading provider of insurance for boats and jet skis, and now you can win the dream with Club Marine. Club Marine members have the chance to win a share of over $260,000 in prizes, including a Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck and a North Bank 600C boat and trailer package. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions apply. Call for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. New South Wales permit number LTPS 19 slash 33208. Real adventures, it's time to get
0: all aboard for Dometic, mobile living made easy.
1: Paul Worsling joins me now, host of iFish. Uh, Pete, it's been a very interesting few weeks for everyone within Australia, but more particularly the last week for fishermen around the country with bans coming in place around limiting the time that you spend outside and restrictions around boating.
2: Yeah, how are you, mate? Look, I tell you what, if we had a time machine, went back a year, and then we were listening to this conversation in advance, if you know what I mean, you'd almost think we were crazy. I was on the phone with my manager this morning, David, and we're saying, So do we close the store for Easter? And we just started laughing because those conversations never take place. Imagine, imagine police at Boat Ranch telling people to turn around, they can't go fishing. The world has gone crazy, mate.
1: Uh, you are a small business owner as well, clearly having uh, two tackle stores, it's no doubt had a huge impact on business and and your responsibility, not only to employ people, but all of a sudden just how everything you know continues to, to be shut down. Where does that sit your business and tackle words right around Australia?
2: Look, it's a tough one and the incredible thing is it's changing by the hour. I'm literally talking to my manager every hour because you just don't know what the next move is going to be. But... Uh, I can tell you now I've spoken to probably 10 different Tackle World stores in the last couple of days, and their figures are down, look, 50 60 up to 80%, because when you're in the fishing business and fishing is banned, obviously business ain't going to be too hot. Um, I don't know where it's going to lead, but I can see a lot of stores going to uh, very limited hours. And if it continues, we definitely to go to this, the next level of restriction, then all these stores will be closed. And I know it's going to send a lot of them to the wall. They just won't be able to afford to ever reopen again. And for me, Pat, the hardest thing is I've got staff that have worked with me for fifteen years, and I feel I owe them a lot. And if I got to close the doors, send them home, uh, I tell you what, there'll be tears because it, it just is a sick feeling. Um, and I assume you have the same feeling when you walk away from the footy club or, or when other people walk away from their business. It's like leaving part of your family.
1: Clearly, uh, we're gonna, you know, see this situation. Uh, evolve as time goes on Uh, when it comes to online shopping and how it really has taken the whole world by storm just how easy it is to do obviously in isolation that becomes more important but once the doors do open back up and clearly they're still open right now but when um, they do and we're allowed to go fishing again it's more important than ever to support the local tackle world stores because if you love going there and just browsing you need to purchase now because they won't be there in six 12 months if we don't support those local stores will they
2: but it is it is so true and it's not just a cliche it is it is a dead set truth uh, tackle world stores uh, the local butcher all these things these businesses they're owned by a mum and a dad who have mortgaged their house to have a go have a go and damn the consequences the good old aussie battlers way and some might be doing well but if they are doing well it's because they've worked damn hard over a long period of time but some like this is kick no one saw coming so The trouble is you can buy something online and save 50 cents or you you can go to a a big store and get it. It won't be any cheaper, but it might be easy. But all of a sudden, if these stores close, think about the experience that you're going to miss out in the future. You can't just go down and browse. You can't look at at niche bits of gear that no one else would bother to actually have in stock. You can't go and talk to an expert who actually knows how to use stuff and is going to help you catch more fish. I think that's where people need to be more long-sighted. Let's not just think about today. Let's think about 12 months' time. Do you want to be able to go to a quality tackle store with $2 million worth of stock on the wall and be able to get great advice? I do, and I think that's the reason we need to support these businesses now.
1: Well said. Now, you are self-isolating at home with Christy and your young boy, Jet. Now, Jet's 13. I'd imagine that would have some challenges in itself. What advice do you have for, for parents of teenagers out there, and entertaining kids at home because no doubt, I think we're, you know, most of us are sort of a week to two weeks into isolation. There's going to be a fair few challenges in the weeks ahead.
2: Have you got an (laughs) easy (laughs) question, Pat? Look, it is so difficult. I'm lucky I live on three and a half acres and that helps because we've got a bit of room to move around. But Mm -hmm. what I've done with Jet, I think what all kids and even adults need is just a little bit of routine if you've got no structure, you just don't know where you're going. And I see him, I just see him sort of fade away and, and almost like he's walking in circles or on a boat moving, he's going from side to side. So what we're doing every morning is writing a list of jobs. And that list of jobs has to be done before he does anything else. So he's got that commitment. And I'm making stuff up now because two weeks in, the place is looking pretty clean. I actually, for the first time ever, hope my dogs actually do more duties in the backyard, using the job to clean it up. So... I've got all these jobs that he's got to do every day and I'm making them up as best I can. And once he's done them, he's then excited to go and jump on, jump on the internet and talk to his mates or, or play games on his Xbox, etc. And then I'll give him a short period of that and then I try to do something with him. So last night, we were kicking the footy and then he says to me, what about cricket? Because if footy season doesn't happen this year, I might want to hone the cricket skills. So we're playing cricket, we're playing footy, we're doing all that stuff we normally do because that's what you should be doing. But we're we'll also look, going to the fishing room I taught him yesterday, we spent 20 minutes casting a baitcaster, honing his skills. We made a game out of we had to try and hit a rock. And when kids are 13, believe it or not, they can actually start to beat their dad at things, which is pretty cool. So then we have these competitive little games, and then he goes and spends some more time in line with his mates. And I think it's just all about doing that and then helping me do a few jobs around the house. And then we're also trying to make dinner the big part of the day. So other meals come and go, but dinner, we, we, we build it together. Uh, last night we had a pork roast, we built the fire, we cooked it, we spent two hours and then we sat down there as a family, which we don't always do because I'm coming and going and Christy's got things on. And yet, So we're making that the focal point of the day. And then after dinner, a bit more time with these mates and then we try and watch something as a family in these times, try and find a comedy because everyone needs to feel good. And that's sort of how we're going through it. I'm not saying we're doing it right, but it's working for us at the moment.
1: Now, when it comes to fishing, uh... Most fishers never actually put that much time into keeping their garage or their boat shed tidy. This provides them that opportunity. Have you had time to to sift through your shed yet? You've got one of the great fishing rooms, uh, but it isn't always tidy according to your better half. Have you been in there yet? And if you have, have you spotted something that you've perhaps forgotten about that's a bit of a hidden treasure?
2: Uh, it's like being in a lavender Cave. I've, I've had the most fun, and I, I, try, I try to do just like half an hour here, an hour there, because I don't want it to be a chore. I actually want it to be the exciting part of the day. Um, and the thing that blew me away the, the day, I was literally cleaning up paperwork in my fishing room and going through old contracts, just like I'm talking two foot high, this pile was. And uh, I found old yellow envelopes, opened it up, and I found two or three world record certificates that I didn't even remember I had. And it was just really nice to to go oh man so I've got a world record and and then I went out to show jet and told him about it. We found some photos of the fish and we looked up online to see if they would still wreck all that sort of stuff. That was really nice because normally you just wouldn't even find time to to, to know about that stuff uh, and the other one which was amazing i I found a letter I went to New Guinea a few years ago, and the guides the local guides wrote me a letter at the end to thank us for coming and, and for putting New Guinea on the map and Obviously, it was written in very broken English. It was written on an old piece of paper that had previously been used for something else. And it was just beautiful because I hadn't read that letter for five years, even though I still had it. And they were just thanking us so much for showing the world what New Guinea was like. And I'll show it to you one day because the way it was written, it was like it was written by a two-year-old. I mean, it was no disrespect, but it was just beautiful to have the time to actually read that. Then I rang a couple of mates who were on that trip and I read it to them and we all just said, how good was that and those memories? Um, it was just great to have him flattened back.
1: Peter, when it comes to tying knots, I prefer to tie lots. And quite often when I'm out in the boat, that means I lose a prize catch because I haven't put the time in to tying knots. This clearly gives us time to practice knots at home. What are the ones that you recommend to people to, uh, to master over the next few weeks before we are allowed back out and enjoying the great outdoors? Is it, Tying as many different as you possibly can, or is it just honing in on on one or two and really mastering those?
2: Uh, Great question, Pat. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And I've lost some big fish when knots have come undone. Like, I don't, yeah, you haven't fished enough if you haven't had a knot come undone. And I reckon there's three knots. And if you, uh, there's four knots. If you can tie four knots, you can master the world of fishing. And they're not that bad. First is the uni knot. Use a uni knot to put on any hook, any swivel. A uni knot will just be—it's a way to go. Very easy to tie. A patternoster rig—if you can tie a patternoster, you can just about fish anywhere that you can't fish with a uni knot. So, and that's easy to tie too if you, if you take the time and, and search for a couple of different ways of doing it. An FG knot is the hardest knot in the world. It took me two years to conquer. I think I finally got it right, but you've never had a better time to try the FG knot because you've got plenty of time in your hand. That's the connecting your braid to your mono. And the third one, a loop knot. You can hook a lure onto the end of your line with a loop, and it can swim beautifully. If you can just tie those four knots, I can almost say you'll never have to tie another fishing knot in your life. And I reckon they're the four you've got to focus on, and they're the four that I love and tie regularly. Because the more regularly you tie them, the more the more I'm going to say this, the more better you get at them.
1: <laughs> well, that's food for thought for me because uh, yeah, it's sort of one size fits all, and it's not always a, a nice size. Uh, I fish. We love it. It's Australia's most watched fishing program. What does COVID-19 and the lockdowns uh, mean for iFish and and where can we, I suppose, see old episodes? There's been over 500 now uh, that you, Christy and Jed have made. Uh, That'll at least give us a couple of weeks to to, to enjoy and and, uh, reminisce through. Yeah,
2: look, it's a bit happening and I suppose iFish is like the rest of the world at the moment. We just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, it's been very tough. We managed to film one episode at Bem River 10 days ago, and then we got the call to come home because was all turned to crap. So we've got that one episode off our sleeve. Uh, I've, pushed the, I've pushed the series back with the network three months to try and give us more time. We'll see where it all ends up. But in the meantime, I've got some working full-time uploading episodes onto YouTube, and um, they're just there for people to enjoy, giving them a bit of a break. And we even put an F up last night that we filmed at Bem, and uh, it's not going to go to air. We filmed it exclusively for YouTube. It had, a, it had about 4,500 views last night alone. And I also have just started filming an interview series. And I think the first clip will go up in the next few days. Because so many people, Pat and I, assume they ask you too, all these questions about your life, how you managed to get to where you are, what are the secrets, all this sort of stuff. So we have started filming a series on basically um, me, where I come from, how I've got to where I am, and just answering questions that people might want to know. And we're going to put that up over the next month just basically to give people something to watch.
1: Look forward to, to seeing that and, and listening to a bit more around your story, P-Dub. Thank you very much for joining us on Real Adventures this morning, talking through self-isolation and social distancing. And for everyone out there, make sure you abide by the government regulations when it comes to self-isolation, self-isolation and social distancing. We all have a role to play to flatten the curve. Thanks, P-Dub. Thanks, Pat. Look after yourself. Paul Worsling, our special guest for this morning on All Aboard for
0: Domenic. Domenic, mobile living made easy. It's now time for Red's review. Patrick, you're not doing much at the moment. I've had a big week, so... Take it away, I'll let you have the review this week. Well, with COVID-19
1: and social distancing and self-isolation, it's important that we all stay home. We can have our debates around whether we should or we shouldn't, but at the moment, the regulations are very, very clear when it comes to fishers. It is to stay home um, under all circumstances. So when you are... Uh, it's time to start to look through the shed. It's time to start to do those little jobs that you've been putting off for quite a while. If you've got a fibreglass boat and you've got cracks in it or wear and tear, chips and scratches. Off the trailer. Off the trailer. I've got plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we've come up with a real f- research. It's a really good product product to help you with that at home maintenance it's called magic easy and you can go to the magic easy website now it's magic and then e z y dot com it's a us uh, based product so it's now all available in australia i think the distributors uh in queensland and it is incredibly easy to use they've got their how-to guides on their website but when it comes to those chips and scratches it comes in tube form you basically apply it massage it in and then Uh, you know, you um, sand it out afterwards. So it's a really easy product to do at home for those little jobs that you've been putting off for a really long time. And that, Redman, is Red's Review.
0: You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. It's time for Red's Tip, Redman. We can have our debate, Patrick. We can talk you and I as much to, ev- to all our listeners, to anyone home on social media about what we want to do. And we all want to fish. We do. I also want to do a lot of other things. At the moment, we can't. What, sleep? I want sleep so bad. I'm going home from here and I'm sleeping. But no, we we're, the rules are set, Pat. We aren't allowed to boat or fish at the moment. Yep. Uh, if it changes, who knows? It might. Who Changing all the time. But right now, it stands clear. We can talk about it, but we can't do it. But please, don't be those person, those people on social media that are just sharing the wrong things. If you want to know what's going on before you share it, read what you read. Actually, what you're reading because it might be New South Wales, Queensland, what and it, and people just. It's too confusing as it is. Yep. Simple as that. So make sure you just use the government websites that are available. There's numerous. Numerous uh, websites, or it's the one website, but there's numerous links coming off it to answer any of your questions. Yep, so if it's South Australia, it's the South Australian
1: government website.
0: New South Wales, it's the government website. It's simple.
1: For Victoria, it's the Vic Fisheries website. It can't be any clearer than that. If you stick to those websites, don't worry about the articles that have been written about it. On the Daily Mail? (laughs) Yep, exactly. Stick to the government websites, and they'll give you your clearest indication of all things uh, fishing and boating related. That was Reg's Tips, time for the Flying Gaff. And the Flying Gaff this week is very, very simple. Redmond, you and Kari during the week welcomed baby Finn to the world. And you were very, very quick to put up a, a post, which was lovely, around Kari and I welcomed uh, Finn into the world, yadda yadda, yadda, yada, you know, size, length, etc. And I couldn't get over the fact that you said Kari and I welcomed. Carrie and I welcomed. Well, last time I checked, Chief, uh, you didn't have the epidural, you didn't squeeze something out between your legs that was three and a half pounds, and you have taken all the portraits for the fact that you have actually brought in this young, beautiful baby to the world when you have done sweet call, mate. Do you know how much effort that was to make? What, the post? The baby. <laughs> It was all of eight seconds. And speaking of time, we are out of it this morning. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, Make sure you stick by the government's uh, rules and regulations when it comes to COVID-19. We all have our role to play when it comes to flattening the curve. This has been Real Adventures. We're going casting in the backyard.